Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another exciting um, episode of the Yokai Delinquents podcast. I am Jerry Robotengu Smith. And I'm Sean Bearded Capulet. And today we have a special guest for you. Um, Craig, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and introduce yourself? I am Craig Southern Fried Geekery Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a name to call myself, so I'll just throw that in there. That'll work. I'm Craig Lance. You probably, uh, you know, if you listen to my other podcasts, you uh, might recognize my voice from that Southern Fried Geekery podcast. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd come on. Sean invited me, and I uh, thought I'd come on and just uh, hang out with you guys for a little while tonight. Yeah, man. Well, we're totally happy to have you on here. Uh, our listeners of previous episodes, uh, me and Jerry brought up often about uh, Southern Fried Geekery that we were, you know, when we were a part of the show. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have one of our old, uh, you know, Southern Fried and Geekery brothers back in to, uh, <laughs> to, to talk some uh, talk some good old geekery with us. So, Jerry's Northwestern Fried now. Yeah. yeah. Do they fry shit up north? Oh, I mean, yeah, you can still get fried foods. I had, like, no joke yesterday. Um, we, like, so, okay, I, uh, I fucked up, and we were taking our sick cat to the vet, um, and I got the times mixed up, and we showed up an hour early. And, like, Steph and I have been trying to take care of her, you know, like, um, and we have kind of neglected ourselves a little. So we hadn't eaten, like, all day. Oh, wow. So we were so hungry. They, they let us go ahead and uh, leave her up there, and they kenneled her until her appointment. But we found this little bar um, around, like, you know, the area. No joke, like, best fucking onion rings I've had in my entire life. Wow. They were... Yeah. Sometimes bars have really good food. Yeah. It, um, it's, all, it's all about the uh, the hole in the wall places out here, just finding it, those little gems, you know? I'm pretty when sure I lived it's in, a, uh, a sin being from the South that you're admitting <laughs> kind of Northern food is the best you eat. <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> when I lived in uh, Colorado, there was a little uh, bar there that had uh, the best Philly cheesesteak sandwiches I've ever had. Oh. <laughs> And it was a yeah, it was a little bar. Now it could have been that I was completely, you know, drunk off my rocker that night. But... <laughs> the the alcohol does help enhance the food. That is for sure. It, it certainly can at times. <laughs> well, Craig, uh, thank you for being on the show with us. And yeah, uh, thanks for yeah, inviting it's, me. It's been fun. We've had a lot of fun here today. Yeah. Um... See you guys uh, <laughs> later. Uh... We are done. Good show, everybody. Oh, uh, it's the show. old just started the podcast and now we're done with the podcast gag. Caleb would be so proud. Right. <laughs> but we do have a tradition of our you are now the third guest and we started with the previous two. Uh, we always give our guests the, the starting topic. So, Craig, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I've kind of waffled back and forth on what I wanted to talk about, but I think I'm going to go back to what I initially had, okay. Sean. Okay. So, um on Southern Fry Geekery this week, we talked about, uh, you know, scumbags in pop culture. Mm. And it got me to thinking because I was watching the Hobbit series oh, and Thorin Oakenshield <laughs> is such a horrible, horrible dwarven person right. <laughs> that I can't hardly watch that sh that movie, that series, yeah. Yeah. just because of his character. And, 
you know, are there characters that do that for you guys that just make you want to, like, otherwise you think you might like the movie or the show or whatever <laughs> pop culture, but the, <laughs> the main character is such an asshole that you just can't handle watching it? Well, or, I, I actually want to talk go, about Thorne Oakenshield then real quick. Okay. <laughs> because honestly, that's a thing um, about The Hobbit. And I, I want to say, like, granted, there's a lot to criticize about the trilogy, more the filler for most people than anything. But I will say this about Thorne, as you brought him up. I think his portrayal, they try to make him a lot more sympathetic. He's supposed to be that asshole. So in the term, in the way he was trying to make him become sympathetic, we had a lot more focus on him as, instead of Bilbo in, in the Jackson trilogy. And it just really made it, I mean, it didn't ruin it for me, but I get what you're saying, because like I said, in the books, you know, it was all more Bilbo. Thorne is just, you know, the, the rude dwarf to him the entire movie. But yeah, I can see that, yeah. especially with the padding, is a lot, he's a lot more intolerable when he's so centrally focused. So, so in the book, and it's been a long time since I read the book, yeah. but in the book, that yeah, they send... You know, anytime there's potentially a problem or danger or whatever, they're like, oh, Bilbo, that's your job. Go handle it. Specifically, Thorin is that way to him. It's like, go check on those trolls over there. Go do that. (laughs) You know, you know it. But then when you get into the to the where he like becomes dragon sick at the end of it. Yeah. You know, you can blame that on the sickness and him betraying everybody because of the dragon sickness in this movie, he's in the movies. He's pretty much that way all the way through. Yeah. Like he's going to do whatever it takes to fulfill his quest and fuck everybody else. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which, again, you know, that's, yeah, that's like I said, I think that was a weakness of the film personally on that one yeah. because, because he focused so much, especially in the last movie, you know, it was a lot more about Thorin and when Yuri don't care, you know, because he's such an asshole. Even when Bilbo saved him and he tried to kind of treat him like one of them, he was still a dick to him. Because then well, so sickness. well, yeah. I I was just rewatching them because I have the extended editions and I'd never watched them. Yeah, I can't even watch the third one. I got through the first two and I'm like, I don't even fucking care. I hate <laughs> Thorn so much <laughs> that that I don't care. I know what happens and and outside of watching uh, Legolas, you know, defy physics one more time, there's no reason to watch the right. third movie. So, oh, Jerry, but you... you you guys have other characters like that that do that to you? Oof, man. Uh, you know, honestly, like, and it's and it's something that had to grow on me. And uh, you guys are going to be like, what? No. Um, and, and it's not even side character, main character. Luffy kind of really annoyed me in One Piece for the longest time. Because I was like, you're so goddamn dumb. All you have to do is stick to the plan and things will work out fine. And then it's just a whole, like, backtracking of, like, well, I guess we Luffy'd it. You know? <laughs> well, that, that, that definitely ends up being the charm that it still works out despite him it's, being... It's, the lovable moron that he is. It's it's true. It's true. But holy shit, like it really annoyed me for the longest time. But uh, but for... see, I can I can see that. I'm sorry, Sean. No, go ahead, um, go ahead. I can see that because when I uh, first started watching One Piece, you know, it took me what four times yeah. before I finally stuck with it. It was always Luffy's character that turned me off. Yeah. I you know, and of course, Luffy. now I absolutely love the character. 
you know, mm-hmm. even have them tattooed on my leg. But um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I can see that, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, what I get a lot as far as like, you know, the asshole leads or the unlikable leads that make you just not want to watch a movie or care. You know I me, mean? I'm, I'm a big horror buff. And you get that a lot in some of the oh. like weaker, not as well-written horror movies. Because, you know, you're supposed to care about at least the one the one survivor. And sometimes they, they're written such an annoying, know-it-all, whiny, or just... They're not much better than the trope uh, people that are going to get killed who are following all the drinking, sex, all the, you know, the sins <laughs> that the serial killer has to kill them over. Sometimes lead ain't much better than the assholes or just as annoying as them. And it makes it, makes the, like, makes it when you don't get that satisfying kill because they are the survivor, the heroine. It makes, yeah, I mean, some, that, that has brought down several horror movies. I can't think of, like, immediate examples because I've watched so many every year. But, like, but that's, yeah. uh, but that's definitely, I, I run into that a lot where, like, I, you're trying to make me care about this character, and I, I want the killer to kill them. I don't, want to, I don't want them to cheer when they get away, you know? I boo it when well, it happens. You know, and a lot of times I feel that way in horror movies, too. Uh, one I can uh, think of that I was actively rooting for, uh, the guy to survive was cabin fever. And it oh. was the dude that killed the guy with his bong. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I don't remember if he did live or not, but you know, a lot of times I don't care if the people live or die in a horror movie because they portray them as such bad people. So I, I, mean, I totally get that one too. I mean, typically, but, but the better written ones, like, you know, I don't know about y'all. I mean, maybe, uh, but like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, 1970? Yeah, 73, something, 73? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't remember her name, but it was cathartic and good. And like when she finally got in the back of that truck and was just laughing at Leatherface yeah. because he's freaking out, that was rewarding because she had done nothing but try to survive. Like there was nothing negative about her. Her friends, yeah, yep. which, you know, were a lot whinier and worse wheelchair dude like my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, no i don't care if he's in a wheelchair I, that dude was annoying as shit i was glad he died <laughs> yeah i don't typically like actively root for somebody in a wheelchair to die in a horror movie but that dude i was yeah but like but she was good uh you know uh laurie strode and halloween you know that was yeah. a good written heroine that uh, you can say what you want about the later sequels that no longer count anymore. <laughs> about, you know, when she came back, but like you know, those that was when you wanted her to get away from Michael Myers. So yeah, like you know, it's uh, it can be done in horror movies, but often, especially in the quick kind of lower budget, and even though it's on the mainstream, because like I would say, even the uh, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't remember uh, liking that character nearly as much as the original. You know what I mean? Like, they just kind of still... No. They, they try to... Yeah, I don't know if it's a, trying to be that modern mindset or just lazy writing. It was Michael Bay directed or produced, I believe. So, you know, characters aren't his strength. <laughs> so, Wasn't it uh, Jessica Biel? It was, which nothing against the actress. It's just the role yeah. they gave her. I mean, Biel's done some good movies, from to my knowledge. <laughs> you know, she almost got uh, FM Magazine shut down, right? What? Did you guys not know this? No. Remember she was on that show, Seventh Heaven? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she wanted off of that show really bad. She was, and she still had a couple of years in her contract. Right. And it was supposed to be, you know, kind of a Christian-based uh, yeah. show. So she went and posed nude for FM Magazine. Oh. Except... 
she was only 17. Uh. Yeah, so uh, the pictures, you, you don't really see anything, but one of them you can kind of see a nipple through a reflection in a mirror. Uh, and okay. that almost got them shut down for... Right. You know, uh, and all she uh, wanted to do was get off a crappy WB show or CW. Yeah, show so posing. Time. Yeah, so posing. Uh, you know, nude, even though it wasn't really. I mean, she was nude, but right, you couldn't right. see anything. Was a way to get you know where they would fire her from the contract. Right, and it worked. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> success for her because get out of contract, especially in Hollywood, can be a motherfucker. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, inadvertently, almost shut down a magazine. But then again, they also should have known better because they knew her age. They yeah, yeah. they should have edited it just yeah. a little better. Should, should look a little yeah. closer in that in that photo Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I've got a question for you both. Um, what are your top ten favorite things about the movie Revenant and Go? <laughs> the opening credit. <laughs> the part where the bear kills him. <laughs> wow! Spoilers. I haven't even seen the movie yet, Craig. In the uh, end credits. Why? The music. <laughs> the cinematography <laughs> and nothing else I, I like Craig's uh, I need someone out there now with uh, editing skills to make the Craig version of The Revenant where you see the opening <laughs> credits immediately cut to the bear mauling and then end credits yeah, and then <laughs> release the Craig cut oh, show, show like the one like real artsy scene of the snow melting yeah, yeah. In, in the clouds going over <laughs> Yeah, we need we need the hashtag uh, out there. Release the lance cut. <laughs> the lance cut. We need that. And it's Did literally you? like the movie just cut up in like five minutes of it. You know. Well, did you guys ever, you know, the original Cabin Fever? Did you have yeah. that on DVD by any chance? Oh no, uh, I'm pretty sure I did at one point. But yeah. so on there they had a girlfriend. No, they had a family friendly cut. <laughs> which was literally, you know, when they leave the house and they turn, they're in their car and they turn down the road. Yeah, it shows that, and then it shows the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> then they had a girlfriend cut where they put a hand over the screen, so all you could see was between <laughs> some fingers through the whole movie. <laughs> that, it was pretty great. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. But, that... That movie. I, I miss those old days of having like really cool uh, DVD, uh, like exclusive like uh, cuts and like well, special even features that, and stuff. Well, yeah, but even like the uh, menus for right. DVDs were just mm -hmm. so good back in the day. Yeah, that was kind of uh, something that Steph and I experienced last night because uh, you know we keep forgetting about it, but we bring it up you know whenever it's not convenient that we've been wanting to rewatch fourteen oh eight with John Cusack, right? Because okay. neither yeah, one of us yeah. had seen that movie in like fucking million years. That's the um, ghost movie, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, it's the one hotel. with the, uh, the hotel room, right? And yeah, okay. it's got uh, Samuel Jackson in it. Yeah. Um. So it actually had alternate endings. And there's no way, you know, whenever you rent something on Amazon uh, or whatever to see that alternate ending. Like, it just uh, does one, whatever one ending is. It's probably, like, the original ending from the book and stuff like that. So, I actually, like, you know, was like, did I make this up in my head? And I had to look it up and found out that it was an alternate ending for it. Um, you, 
You know, yeah. back in the day, the movie Clue had alternate endings. Yeah. And sure depending did. on the theater you went to, different people would would have been the killer. Yeah. So now, of course, yeah. in the the video release of it, they did that whole thing with Tim Curry where he goes, or it could have been this, and right. then it shows exactly. the other ending. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's something I'd heard about when I first because I found a, I found the movie through like TV, like Comedy Central or something like that, airing it. But yeah, it was like that's how that's how it could have ended, or maybe this way and it showed. Right. Then I found out, which is so awesome. But to kind of talk about also back to, on like the DVD menus and all the features, because like, I mean, granted I haven't bought physical movie in a long time, but it's like the special features and all that kind of stuff has gotten a lot lazier. And uh, like, you remember there was like, I'm trying to remember which movie now, but there was actually like, you had to go through menus on certain movies to unlock features. Like it was almost like a game within the DVD menu screen. It was yeah, I know. Movie. I know there was that on uh, Harry Potter, like right. the f- first Harry Potter. I think had games on it that you had to play, like you like had to hit the right bricks to get into Diagon Alley. Yeah, like you literally like you could move if you you know you see the menu where it's only up and down, but if you press left or right, you might go to a secret. Like I want to say Seven had that on the DVD, maybe. But it was like oh, one, of, one of those horror films where like you know you kind of had like clue based mystery to it, and like that, they used to really do it up like that on when DVD was newer. You know, they're like, well, we got this new thing, let's really have some fun with it. Yeah, or, I, I I think actually uh, the first Transformers DVD had a special thing like that, and that's how you found the Iron Man trailer. Oh. Yeah, like in the in the menus, like I can't really exactly remember how it went, but you had to mess around with like you know moving the uh, the cursor over to something that wasn't even like look like an option and right. then when you clicked on it it was the fucking iron man trailer. See, i was hoping you <laughs> yeah. were, i was hoping you were gonna say you you do the right combination on the menu and it destroys the dvd for you <laughs> <From> ex- <laughs> yeah, it, it just deletes it from this wipes it from your system. memory that it ever even existed <laughs> just automatically ejects it into your trash can yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely like, That's why, funny. Why do that? But uh, no, I do want to yeah. circle back though to your initial question, Jerry, about yeah. <laughs> the Revenant. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Within our nice. personal conversations, Craig, we know you were not a fan of the movie, as most people <laughs> did enjoy it. So actually, and we all know, to be honest, a lot of it was Leo chasing that Oscar. You know, he really wanted to, and we all can agree he probably deserved it much sooner than the Revenant. But, you know, right. it just took him almost dying of hypothermia and getting the flu, like, four times while recording it uh, to finally win it. But, like, no, so what What? Uh, what? What role would you have said he should have got to ask? What's his earliest role you think he should have deserved it on? Uh, for me, I would say What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like uh, that, that early. Trail. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean... He, like, you know, think what you want of the movie, but uh, I think, honestly, one of the first things I even remember seeing him in was Titanic. Well, of course. That was and, and, a lot of people. Yeah, and I think, I think like... A I remember him from Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons. <laughs> Go way back on that. <laughs> uh, wasn't uh, he also in, was it Love and Basketball? Uh, basketball, uh, Diaries. basketball Diaries. Basketball Diaries. That's which it. he was outstanding in, yeah. which is a heroin addict. Um, yeah. Sadly, never watched yeah. that one because that's one of the, you know, I know that's one of his more, another movie he probably should have won for. Now, mm-hmm. like, 
for me, to, like I said, like even if you don't want to do the Revenant, I haven't seen that. Was it the Aviator he had done? Yeah. Which I hadn't watched that one yet, but like Wolf of Wall Street should have. Dude, I just one. watched that yesterday or the day before. Unfucking believable movie. It's a right. fantastic film, which with a pretty big cast to it. But my God, he carries that film. You know what I mean? Like right. that yeah. Was all Leo. If Leo wasn't feeling it that day, or that was a that was Scorsese, right? Directly. Yeah, that was a Scorsese yeah, film. Scorsese and him just weren't clicking for some reason. That alone, should, that that should have got him it. If not, we'll even go to the other Scorsese, The Departed. And yeah, that was yeah. another fantastic one. And I'm still saying every time we talk of Leo movies, I gotta bring it up. Even though it's, I'm not saying it's an Oscar winner performance, but I still love his Romeo and Juliet film. Oh, I yeah. love it too. And yeah. like I don't know uh, if it's gotten a better. I can't. I honestly. I honestly can't think of a, a single movie that I, you know, don't like him in. I mean, like, you know, we all know that he should have gotten an, uh, an Oscar just off the bat just for his role in Critters 3. So, um, the director, they they all have the, every Hollywood actor has that like first like uh, horror movie they yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because horror movies love casting young, unknown actors. So, I mean, you know, yeah. And that, that's probably why there's so many people that do so many of those, like, really bad, like, tropey horror movies. Because they're like, Leo did it, and he fucking made it after Critters 3. Johnny Depp, Kevin Bacon. Right. Yeah, it oh, goes yeah. on and on. Oh, dude, I mean, because Johnny Depp got the, the blood fountain in Nightmare on Elm Street. For those who didn't yep. realize, that was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a very young job. Maybe his first uh, movie role. Because he did some TV. I think before. I think he movie. actually did uh, Twenty One Jump Street after that. Oh, okay. So that might have been his first, you know, big. Yep. Big I think role. that was. His, yeah. Uh, I know for a fact Kevin Bacon getting the arrow through the trachea was his first <laughs> movie role. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that was his big breakout, and uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Leprechaun. You know, yeah. People forget she was in that, and uh, uh, the, Johnny Depp's first role was the snake. Okay. The snake. A movie. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh no, sorry, that was uh, discography. Yes, uh, <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street was his first. Wow, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we all can't get those. Uh, like you know, sometimes you get those amazing roles, and then sometimes you're Tom Hanks in a made-for TV movie showing how evil Dungeons and Dragons is. <laughs> <laughs> did he uh, do that before he did uh, uh, Bosom Buddies? Uh, maybe or was not, he already a star? I don't remember. I'm not the. Yeah, we'd have to IMDb that, but yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. But that's I know it's um, early. Fuck early that time. movie. <laughs> what was it? Mazes and monsters, masters or something. Mazes and monsters. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised you don't know because usually this time around this time of year, and probably just don't tell him so you don't have to watch it. But Matt will usually play that bullshit. Yeah. He does like uh, he does like popping that one on randomly for some reason. Let's see. But uh, uh, I'm not I'm not seeing it honestly. I'm not seeing it on his IMDb. That's kind of hilarious. Like it's not credited. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Nope. There um, it is. Uh, he did that. Uh, the same year Bosom Buddies ended. Yeah, gotcha. He, that was 1982, yeah. right? Uh, when mm -hmm. Bosom Buddies ended in '82, and then he did uh, like an episode of Happy Days, episode of Taxi. <laughs> and then mazes and monsters. So that is his first mazes and monsters. I mean, Jeez. Uh, 
is uh well maybe not his first movie role because this is a movie probably yeah, his first movie. starring role yeah. yeah definitely that because he did a movie his first movie was called uh and i just lost it anyway he knows <laughs> is it was it uh he knows you're alone that's the one yeah yeah, that's his first uh, movie role and first role in general, at least by IMDb. Then he did that TV, then straight to straight to television movie, Amazes and Monsters, showing that when you play Dungeons and Dragons, you can defend yourself against a homeless man who tried to mug you. That's literally the only bad thing he did. And I'm trying to demonize a game about imagination. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, it was the time when they were blaming rock and roll and Dungeons and Dragons for everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's what caused fucking uh, Manson to do the atrocities that he's, he did, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they, they were big fans of fucking D&D, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, I, think, I feel like that's going to be a fun segue, right, that we just made. So, Manson. Okay. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we are the roll your us. characters <laughs> the three of us actually have uh, quite a bit of experience in the Dungeons and Dragons realm now don't we we do oh yeah so killing like, killing uh, people's parents in fantasy games Craig yeah. <laughs> it, it just has to be done I don't know why you guys hold the DM responsible for that shit why would you try and create a happy life for you? <laughs> Craig, Craig's just like it's called character growth like, give me the knife <laughs> I let your I let your two little buddies live in that series it's true it's true so why don't you, uh, so, so this sounds like we got some history here going on. Why don't y'all explain that storyline a little bit? Oh, no, it was just a storyline that, that Craig did. Please, Craig, t- take it away. Go ahead. It was your So story. I was I was a DM, and uh, a group of our friends were all playing. Jerry was one of those players. Yeah. Poor souls. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was a gothic horror, a horror, not horror, yeah, a gothic right. horror story. <laughs> we got and, adults here, Craig. <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, a mist filled the land and killed everybody's parents. I don't know why they were upset <laughs> by this. <laughs> I mean, you know, I a random ship crashes into the coast and from that ship comes this fog and the fog kills everybody in town <laughs> I, I i mean perfectly I, logical I, really I, mean, I yeah i mean i want to play that campaign uh, scenario i'm cool with that you don't need yeah to the, the, the funnest thing about it is um you know playing in a craig game in general is like <laughs> um craig uh, I'm old school D and I'm gonna hit you with shit that's gonna lower your level and lower your strength and all this stuff. And then he turned one of our players into a sponge. I did turn him into a sponge. <laughs> you see, I forgot that. Now yeah. you see, Craig, this is this is the youth of today. You know, like y'all thought I was bad because you know that, for you listeners out there who don't know or weren't, some, a lot of y'all were part of this game. Uh, I DM'd. Craig and Jerry and many of our other friends for a year in my first attempt at Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> or actually technically Pathfinder. Motherfucker, there were 12 people in that game by the time it ended. <laughs> <laughs> it started with 14. <laughs> we lost uh, two along the way. Because I had, I had teams we, of seven at a time. 
thought we started with less than that, and you were like, uh, this will be fine. It, it'll usually just dwindle down, and then we gain more people. Actually, you might be right about that. Yeah. <laughs> but Because like, I, I think we started both with both lost some, and, and I know we lost a couple, and then right. more people were added. So. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, I came from, well, not, like, as far, you know, back, as far back when Craig started playing it. So, you know, he, he got in there when it was new, but I played second edition, third, fourth, fifth and then you know pathfinder being 3.5 so like I, that old reverse negative armor class oh uh, dude thaco was so stupid and i played before thaco right <laughs> i don't but, even know what you guys were talking exactly. about exactly exactly like, i remember jerry and them all thought i was mean because you know i'm i'm gonna let a player make a bad choice i'm that dm who will let you choose bad i'll put y'all in tough situations but i honestly stuff will be I believe the group can handle as long as the group is all paying attention and not on their phones and <laughs> helping out and acknowledging the battlefield because we use the miniatures because I'm still a big fan of miniatures and you know, everything was laid out. Everything was shown. And if a, if a party happened to get wiped out cause they let their, their meat grinder uh, go down, <laughs> that's not on me. And that was simply player faults, but but Craig, you got that old school knowledge so again. Like I mainly because I got laziness. I don't want to mess with stat altering and level dropping. <laughs> it, <laughs> if dude can't make a saving throw, that's not my fault. You become, spo- you become a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Blake! Yeah. Sponge Blake, square square pants. Yeah, turn yeah. into a sponge. Well, he at least a, an, an intelligent sponge. Cause I wasn't a part of this game. No, 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 not. No, I think if he, he could actually... like take his form for like a half a round, oh, and then collapse back into a sponge. Didn't didn't he just say F it and re-roll his character? Like no, that, he did. He turn back to normal. No, game? you guys bought uh, a cure, a heal potion for oh. him from the uh, the random vendor that showed up at the yeah. end because they were in a maze in a labyrinth. Oh. And so I knew that I had to have a way for them to get supplies throughout this thing because it was a huge labyrinth. And uh, so randomly um, I would have a vendor show up to sell them stuff. Yeah, it would have been fine having them stay in that form and I could have just thrown them at enemies and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It would have worked out. So now he's playing a paladin because he wants his large of uh, advantage on saving throws as he can get. <laughs> you traumatized him to, <laughs> to roll in the meta <laughs> like he wants to make sure he can not do any more of your bullshit apparently. <laughs> well, that's a, have you seen that meme where the guy's like um, hey roll a reflex save and the, and the guy rolls and he's the DM says well roll 3d6 and the guy rolls and the DM writes it down he says okay do it again <laughs> writes it down. He goes one more time, and the guy goes, "Wait, I'm rolling a new character, aren't I?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I just me. My favorite thing was just armor class for enemies, because there's also that meme of like uh, your face when when you roll a 19, and the DM says miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until you get to the torture, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jerry forced me to have. Yeah, I had to ban Touch AC for my games because of Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Greg's traumatized from guns. Oh, guns are such. I mean, I 
I don't know if we ever did guns in any of my games. I don't remember having to deal with that. Yeah, no, that's yeah. where that's where that's where Flea was. Yeah, well, it was. You're right. Yeah, and I played Ichabod in Craig's game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember. Uh, yeah, I had to deal with Jerry's bullshit too, Craig. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, think Jerry sucks, very much remembers when they were like, "You see these orcs that are coming out, and they're not wearing armor." <laughs> I'm naturally strong skin just to say fuck you Jerry Ernest. I would just I would just start increasing the touch AC and Jerry's like they're a bigger character they're supposed to have lo- lower touch AC I'm like too bad that's cheating Craig <laughs> you, you, you pull that DM card of like quit playing the meta your character <laughs> yep uh, well, this one's got natural AC. I don't know what to tell you, Jerry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, it, it just happens sometimes, Jerry. But Jerry, right. you, you ran a game once for me. Oh man, I I made some people. Was that the dinosaur that game? game? That was the Jurassic Park game. Yes, yes. It was. In, in Sean's world, yeah. and it was all going pretty swell. And then my dinosaurs came out to attack, and one of the raptors crit on uh cat's character and it was like 3d6 damage <laughs> and she was dead in one hit yeah oh and, nice uh, one yeah. that also uh, i believe your campaign also brought in one of our uh what became at least the group when we when i was playing one of our favorite monsters were throwing there was like you use mimics yeah yeah i uh <laughs> so i i had um something that i was i was trying to play a little trick on him but noelle was too smart for it <laughs> and uh you know um, how these theme parks and stuff have just random trash cans all over the place. And uh, I had an item that they were looking for, and I had a tipped-over trash can, and the item was in the trash can. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get these motherfuckers with this. And <laughs> Noah was like, mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it with an arrow. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They found my mimic. They figured it out. Yeah. See, and one of my, yeah. favorite, uh, my favorite monsters was the, is the gelatinous cube. Oh, yes. Because I love putting y'all in, like, Labyrinth and Dungeons. And it may have been you, Craig. I don't remember specifically. But I remember, like, like I, I want to say, like, John ran in and hit he was a melee fighter. I think Noel may have done something, too. And someone was like, I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I polished my sword during the entire yeah, battle. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think it was acid. An acid I think that was fun. literally our uh, first uh, session into that huge fucking year-long campaign oh, okay. uh, with our group, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. like, you decided to throw a gelatinous cube at us and an owlbear for our first fucking Owlbears, man. I love these owlbears. Yeah. Was, that, was yeah. that the owlbear that we cut in half, Jerry? Yes. Yes, it was. John, <laughs> John was yeah. uh, successfully using animal handling on it, and he only yeah. had one more to go, and you and I were like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much to the point oh, that good I, times. I, I felt so bad for John because he was he was like legit disappointed. Well, you ended up giving him one exactly. Later so I had a big freaking softie. Hey, like and and for you DMers out there who at least at the time I don't know if it's changed in the fifth edition or anything where you can't have a tamed owlbear for just for y'all so you're not waggling your fingers at me as a DM. Uh, it was all bear stats, but uh, what was what was his name Owly? Or was uh, the, no, uh, oh man, no, I, I, I don't remember, but I do remember that the best part about the owlbear was that he uh, 
wore t-shirts. He wore t-shirts. It was it, it was uh, it was beaky. 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 There yeah. And every yeah, session beaky at the start of it, I like John. What's Beaky wearing today? <laughs> and John on the spot had to come because I, I'm knowing John. I'm sure he legitimately forgot every session that he had to come mm-hmm. up with a name because it felt very just yep. like you know Albert hugs or free Albert so, hugs. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of John, yeah. he cosplayed as DM <laughs> from the uh, what? from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon Dude. this week while we DM yep. our game. <laughs> no. Dude, he. He, yes. he he uh, he messaged me um, like a week or so ago, and I was really sad I couldn't uh, make it to that session because he was like, uh, "Should I?" And he sent me a picture, and it was the fucking uh, dungeon master costume, and I'm like, "Yes, yes, you should." I need a picture of that. I've not yeah, he that. <laughs> he wore it through the entire session. Good man, that's that's, that's but, penny arcade level of dedication. I can appreciate. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know the heat's going and you're getting warm. Right. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I could be in a shorts and a, my 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 classic sleeveless shirt. I'm still sweating buckets. <laughs> remember these numbers and keep you numb nuts in line and focused on the task at hand. I mean, yeah. Um, anyone who's run a a, a larger group DM. D and D game or any kind of tabletop game knows knows that fun but struggle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Eventually, you're just like, sure, that hit. <laughs> oh no, there, there were some times where I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I either made them run off, or all of a sudden, if all their hit points got really low, all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, he lost that. That one work you never touched in the far back. Yeah, he was on his last leg. I don't know how he tripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tripped, stabbed himself yeah, once. Fell on the yeah. sword. Because sometimes you gotta wrap it up. I think I did that with the right. Friday the Thirteenth game. Because I threw a lot of zombies at y'all at one point. There were so many zombies. <laughs> but to me, that's still one of my favorite of the sessions I threw y'all, especially because it inadvertently became a two-parter. <laughs> yeah, and then that stupid fucking mask uh, was yeah, that my mask downfall. Was great. Yeah, until it was. Uh, until you died, and then it ended up being my downfall. Well, blame the other people that let me die. Exactly. And that's for both of y'all. Okay, we're going to talk about this. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, because y'all, 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 or Jerry especially, wants to talk to me like it was all my fault. So here, here, here's a scenario for you good listeners out there. I took him to Camp Crystal Lake because I'm a Friday the 13th mark. And I based it, all the enemies off the NES game. You know, like, I, I put a lot of work into it. And the first group, which I don't think... Jerry or Craig, I don't remember if either one of y'all were a part of that first group. I was uh, not. Yeah. And uh, they went to Camp Crystal Lake. They killed Jason's mother's floating head, just like it is in the old Nintendo game. And then, like, Jason disappeared into the woods. I'm like, cause I was trying to lure y'all or lure the group out to him. They are like, oh, yeah, we killed his mom. He's done. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, really? That was the, and all the group was kind of like, yeah, yeah, he, he's obviously pacified. And, you know, some of them were playing character. I think a few were just kind of like wanting to end it because I ran, and I, I ran them ragged in this adventure. Like, cool. So uh, I think I did a session or two, and then all of a sudden there's other things. Hey, there's more killings at the camp <laughs> again. So this time, uh, yeah, I know Craig went this session at least because that's where you end up killing Jason. And you see the, you know, when he disappeared, there was a machete and a mask. And the yep, mat, and I took them both. Yep. And the mask, the machete was a legit prize. The mask was a cursed item. So it became stuck to Craig. And he had the role, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think I made it a constitution check. Uh, 
but it was a will save. A will saving throw, yeah. Every uh, every round or at the beginning of every battle or something like that, and uh, to resist being possessed by the spirit of Jason, kind of taking on the the heart being passed around, and Jason goes to hell. Idea with the mask instead. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward to Craig dying because he had two and a half healers in a party who weren't helping him. <laughs> Let him die, which which again he died without the mask. <laughs> uh, so it became a vengeance quest for the rest of the group because the entire party wiped because they lost Craig and they were so dependent on him and none of them knew how to work together. Listen <laughs> here. <laughs> hey, you weren't in that one. No, you weren't in that, that party. That wasn't no. you. You were part of the, right. the revenge mission. Oh, right, because right. you... that, was, that was the one where he had like uh, 2.5 healers in the group. Yeah. Two yeah. priests and a yeah. paladin. Yeah. And yeah. they were all busy fighting the mobs, which, you know, granted the paladin, but like the folks weren't paying attention. It happens. And they paid for it because as soon as Craig went down, the rest of the party followed shortly after because they could not handle it. Because <laughs> in my mind, I made that encounter to be a team effort as it should be in the final battle of a session. Because <laughs> I run it very much like a video game. You're in the last boss. You get the party together. But so they wiped. Vengeance mission. Jerry, you found Craig's body. And you wanted, and he was, you know, y'all's characters were like brothers. You know, y'all really got along. You were playing the elf, uh, barbarian, berserker. Bob the barbarian. Uh, yeah, with his fake beard because he wanted to be a dwarf so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so he uh, kind of gave a, I think, you, like, you knelt low to kind of give him his farewell. And I made the mask leap onto you. <laughs> um, which, again, like, I, like you, you, you failed the will save. Yeah, it was a barbarian, Sean. Do you remember that part? <laughs> hey, I was okay with this. The party beat the ever-loving shit out of you. Yeah. And, yeah. With, and granted, you know, this is the meta knowledge. They forgot that when you're berserked, you get extra hit points that go away when you calm the fuck down. Yeah. So, or when you're knocked unconscious. Exactly. So when as soon as Jerry dropped... Like, they could have been like, we need to restrain our friend. Nope, let's mm-hmm. just attack his ass. And they hit him. They did so much damage to him when he finally dropped. They're like, okay, we got him down. I'm like, and then all his 15 hit points disappeared because it was his berserker points, which made Stupid him negative game mechanics. Yeah, which made him negative 20 <laughs> or something like that. It made you below your constitution score. So he were dead, unresurrectable. They beat you into mush. <laughs> let me let me tell you a little story <laughs> about a friend of ours named Tony who was in his second session of this fucking game <laughs> and was like, I didn't know that my fucking dragon's breath was going to kill you. I'm like, yeah. God damn it, Tony. <laughs> well, how would he know? To be fair, as a yeah. player, he wouldn't know that. But yeah. I'm just, my, my point is, I set up situations that were completely doable and the party let y'all down. <laughs> Which I'm sure a lot of Dungeon Dragons players can can feel your pain on that one. I have no regrets. Oh, yeah. yeah. It it uh it's always it's always tough uh you know having a a character die especially cuz I was like my uh my first uh most long running character in a game. Oh, I yeah, think this is yeah. the first time we really got into it. Um and then I came back to the vengeance with Flea. Because fuck everything in your game after that. That was the that was the last time Jerry ever played a frontline fighter. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, okay, so other than those two games, um, 
I've uh, I've played a half orc paladin in our D and D game, and I was fucking rocking shit with that. Oh. And then I played a warforged uh, paladin oh, okay. as well. So I, I've I've done both of those in D and D. So I kind of like to go more like tanky heals with like holy power and stuff like that. So right. I don't know. I, yeah, uh, my, my that's a good question. What's everybody's favorite class to play? Oh, uh, I mean. Uh, outside of Gunslinger, just because I'm like a huge, like, I don't know, Wild West, Quint, uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, Man With No Name, like, fan. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I've just really been latched on to, uh, to just, like, Paladins lately. And kind of that whole, like, um, holy, like, uh, fighting tanky class. I don't know, I just kind of like how they're sort of well-rounded where they can uh, do magic, but also do a lot of, like, damage and stuff, too. Right. Sean? Oh, uh, my absolute favorite, even though I've tried several classes at different times, but I still think the most fun I have is playing bards. Right. I I like the support class, and it's a total support bard. This came actually from 4th edition, where it was a lot more, which a lot of people didn't like, at least now, like, I've been hearing more and more about, like, 4th is really not liked as much, because 4th was heavy on miniatures and, like, battle placement, which I really like. So, like, because that one was where I really found the love of, like, using a bard to adjust people's positions in battle and stuff. So, like, between healing, buffing, mm-hmm. even without all that kind of movement stuff anymore in the newer editions or in Pathfinder 3.5. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of just someone who can sing someone to death or, you know, inspire through metal, as I love doing with uh, Bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that, the good old, uh, his number one hit single, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what about you? My favorite is a uh, forearm war priest. <laughs> he was I'm pretty so, badass. <laughs> I'm so glad he was, that was never in my game. Dravis was bad enough. <laughs> was the Dravis I had was bad enough as a blender. <laughs> yeah, I, if I could do that over again i would probably play him as a ranger oh yeah dual wielding longbows mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but like now see, that's the thing like I, i'm not even gonna acknowledge the forearmed <laughs> that david allowed you to play because i would have been like no <laughs> <laughs> but, it's a legit race I know but I'm, I'm basic and I keep my games basic <laughs> but no but even but like you still made a monster out of the Dravis from my game with just being a dual wielding light weapon warrior cause like you had like so many attacks I'm big I'm big into DPS that's yep. if I can get in and do the damage quickly I can you know have enough hit points to take the damage back Right. That's the class I take. That's the class I'll play. Oh. Um, you know, I, I want to be the blender. I want to be the person in there doing as much damage as I can. And I know that upper-level wizards, you know, or, or sorcerers are really the baddest in the game as far as, like, just being able to insta-kill stuff. Right. Yeah. But I've always said I only have to make one saving throw. <laughs> But it's also kind of one of those things like with any kind of magic user, um, that's like the roughest part is getting them to that level, you know? Yeah, you got to get them to at least level eight before they're really powerful enough to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, casters, especially like mages and uh, wizards and all that, uh, definitely 
They have that firepower. And me as a DM, which I know I wouldn't appreciate this nearly as much as a player, love watching them get that first, they first unlock fireball, and they are not thinking about uh, area of Splash effect. damage? The splash damage, area of effect. <laughs> because they, uh, we had my, my buddy Mike in the, the last games I DM'd, he played, he had that. I think at least the first time he did it, I'm like, okay, well, it, it hits how many squares? Like, yeah. Oh, they're like, yep. Oh, well, so and so is getting uh, scorched a little bit from that. <laughs> that that kind of goes back to people that played first and second edition where you didn't really have that. Oh, that yep. wasn't necessarily a thing. Right. You know, it was the big thing. Oh, here comes a wizard in their fireball. You know. <laughs> right. Right. But you know, I think that's a a a good thing that they improved upon acknowledging that because yeah, I'm sure wizards yeah. once they got to a high level, which granted was a lot harder in first and second edition to level up. You know, they became beasts, and with no consequence of just lighting up a fireball in the middle of a big battle. <laughs> That's no fun for a, for a DM. <laughs> I can't. How can I damage the rest of the party with this? <laughs> <laughs> Splash damage is your own problem. Right. It's the way I always play it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. Uh, your uh, your alchemist who turned into like a gunslinger? Wasn't it, Jerry? That uh. Yeah. Yeah, you had like yeah, like you had some splash damage abilities, but did you have something that negated it or like? A, a yeah, yeah, there was there was a uh, like a friendly fire, uh, and um, it's it's like the same thing as far as um, like magic users go. You can um, take the the splash damage off of like a certain number of squares equal to like your wisdom or charisma or something like that. Uh, yeah, I can't remember, but uh, whatever saving throw or, or whatever determines your your hit. Right. I think you uh, you can take off that many squares of damage. So it kind of worked out pretty well, especially whenever I got, like, healing bullets and stuff. <laughs> Killing bullets. <laughs> this yeah. this is why I don't allow alchemists and gunslingers in my game anymore. <laughs> because of healing bullets and healing bombs. That is listen, I'm going to shoot you back to life. Listen, healing, healing bombs barely did any healing as it was, honestly. Like you, like it was. Oh, you're it about was, dead. Let me shoot you. There's eight hit points back. Yeah, like that's it though. You can easily <laughs> do. It. You could easily give them eight hit points or hit them for eight. Hit points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the most Borderlands thing I've ever heard of outside of that game. I mean, just shoot, shoot to heal your your party. But that's, yep. uh, like, that was definitely a. Uh, uh, that was a fun game. That was uh, the last uh, game I played as a player. Was, uh, mm -hmm. was that game with Ukraine? That's where I got to be a, a tank, well, for first yeah. time and the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I will go back to being a good old boring bard again because tanking. <laughs> I, I I salute all those who wanna who wanna defend their party, <laughs> but uh, I don't know that, that that was. Well, that's why I like playing a war priest because if you're if you play it right, you can play it as a fighter and as your own personal healer. True. After. After the death of Dravis, I decided I'll never play something where I can't heal myself <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah no I can see that. And know what? If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, and the sad thing is, I think you gave me, or I somehow got the option to to have a small heal burst. Oh, because you gave us like wish crystals or something. Mm -hmm. And I think I kept forgetting I even had it. You you had a you had a ring of healing. Ring of healing, yeah. And I just never yeah. I never ticked 
my health back up, which yeah. is on me again. There's a yeah, ring of regeneration. Yeah. Plus one. Every round you should have got one hit point back. And my dumbass was not doing it. Which isn't a lot, but it makes it almost impossible to kill you. Right, exactly. And if I wasn't a dummy dumb, <laughs> I would have uh yeah, I would have been tracking that. But and again that to me that goes back though with uh, and not like you know, not like players harp, at least not in our circles. But like they blame the DMs for their deaths and stuff, and sometimes players we we're, we just get the dumbs. <laughs> we're not thinking about our healing rings or yep. you know, teamwork. <laughs> Man, yeah, there's there's definitely like rough encounters, and then there's rough encounters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always the uh, the warm up battles that kill the party, though. Yeah. Right. It's kind, yeah. it's kind of that funny was... how that works out in an evening, though. You know, you'll be rolling like straight fire, and then like as the night progresses, you just get worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why? Or like, or like with Craig's game, it was the exact opposite. We roll yeah. like terrible in the first like three account encounter with three goblins, and we're just getting our asses handed to us because the dice just hate us. And then we go against this big giant whatever minotaur, whatever like monster he's got planned, <laughs> and we're just crit city on our end. Just <laughs> <laughs> and Craig's just like, I think he visibly like threw your character sheet one time or papers down. Like, what the fuck? Well, you can't you can't ever figure it out as a DM because yeah. if you put like three big monsters in the end battle, they'll just kill everybody. You right. put one, and they just the party just wipes them. Yeah. You know. There, you can't ever. And then on the way there, you die to Jim encrusted uh, gargoyles. <laughs> oh, fuck those gargoyles. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's, that's the fun to me of like tabletop and Dungeon Dragon Pathfinder, all that good stuff. Is because you can plan so much and you can know your character sheet, but sometimes the dice gods just say oh, fuck yeah. you. You know? Mm, yeah. And you can put all your That's... dice in punishment corners, and some people burn them and throw them away. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I think that's how how Blake's doing in our current game is like he's he just built this really great character, but he can't roll to save his life. And we <laughs> Laura rolled like four crits this week, man. Wow! Wow! As a wizard. Yep. Wow, that's yeah. That's just uh, that's the, that's the miracle of the dice. <laughs> yep. Sometimes, uh, like I said they'll sometimes they bless you. Sometimes they curse you. <laughs> yep. Crazy yeah. times, man. Good uh, times for sure. Yeah, man. it was great. I, I love. I as, as big of a headache as it could be because I took on that many damn players. There's still some yeah. of my fondest memories with y'all. We had we yeah. had some damn good nights, even when I made bad choices as a DM and. Sometimes I made great choices that made for a, a fun session. <laughs> Sometimes the bad choices make for the best memory, though. I mean, we do. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever going to forgive me or forget the Gremlins encounter. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was not in that game, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, real quick for the listeners, just to explain that, I thought it was a great idea because I found these one Gremlins in, in the Pathfinder monster thing that can curse you to where you have to roll, uh, re-roll crits every time mm-hmm. or no no not chris you had to it, always, it was you, you had to roll twice yeah, yeah every time every yep yeah and it basically made them to where they couldn't crit ever which may have been better in retrospect on a boss but i made it every <laughs> fucking gremlin <laughs> but yep. but to my credit i i based that entire campaign on gremlins 2 
and all the variety of gremlins in there. And I'm still proud of that. Because I think that, that <laughs> yeah, was a, it was a great game. It was a fun concept that I, or a, a fun campaign ruined by a terrible concept. <laughs> right. And I can accept right. that, but you know, that's how it goes. Sometimes, sometimes the spaghetti doesn't stick to the wall, if, if that's even an analogy. I don't fucking know. Close enough. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think we are nearing our time. Craig, Thank you once again for joining us on this show. Is there anything you yeah. want to uh, uh, pimp, produce, anything you want to say? Nah, I mean, uh, thanks for having me on the show, guys. It was a good time. Uh, if you want to hear more of me, you can find me on Southern Pride Geekery. Uh, it comes out every Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we have a Facebook page, all the social medias. You can find us anywhere. So thanks for having me, guys. It was a good time. Oh, Absolutely. And if y'all enjoyed listening to our podcast, please, as always, like, comment, subscribe, and, of course, the biggest thing, share these videos, spread the good word. And uh, also, yeah, if uh, we're still looking for any uh, uh, any topics or any uh, unpopular opinions or anything you want to hear, me and Jerry, or possibly even a guest, if it, if it comes time for us to have another guest on the show you want us to discuss, hit us up in the comments or hit us up on our social medias. But for now... Yeah, yep, and sorry, also, uh, yeah, check out, uh, we've been... Well, we re- I know we released one yesterday, which, you know, yesterday is going to be a week time from when this is released. But <laughs> anyway. Time of recording. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, check check the channel and uh, uh, check the, the video. We've, we've been doing some uh, unboxing and stuff. Yeah. So, so that, little, that should be up. Yeah. New, new take on my weekly uh, pickup videos. Now, Jerry yeah. is joining me on that with our lovely faces on camera. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the one crux is you have to see our faces so deal with it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's gonna do it y'all we'll catch y'all later yeah peace